Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. As always, I'm Fergus. Today I'm doing a Gooner to Gooner chat. And this time we're talking to Mike. Uh, Mike was one of the co-founders of uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, we know him as Boston or Ozil or whatever you like. But um, yeah, we're going to have a little chat with Mike and see how, um, how he's getting on. Um, remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. You can check out more of our content on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Good evening, boys. An Arsenal podcast. He shouldn't be leaving. Give him a contract, but he doesn't. By Arsenal fans. He's one of our own, and I think it's brilliant. For Arsenal fans. Lyndon, you still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. This is your Arsenal podcast. Wow. What a result. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Would he do that every week? I don't think so. There's a new feeling about the club. You heard we got our Arsenal back. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. So, Boston Ozil. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it, it came quicker than I expected it. <laughs> Six seconds in. <laughs> Jesus. It's too early for this, Fergus. 7.30 a.m. over here. And six inches of snow. You know that we'd be, we'd be, um, we'd be gridlocked in, in this country if that was the case. <laughs> so um, we're doing this gooner to gooner, getting to know you and sort of stuff. So introduce yourself to us then, Mike. So my name is Michael Gonzalez. I go by Mike. Uh, I live in a town called Ashland. It's about 25 minutes outside of Boston, but refer to me as Boston Mike or Ozeal or whatever you'd like to call me. It's easier to refer to Boston than it is to the town that I'm from because most people wouldn't recognize it. Um, I've been here all my life. I've, I've uh, enjoyed it. I don't enjoy the snow, as we've had discussions about it in the past on the podcast when we first started. Um, but this is my home. I, I can't imagine moving anywhere else because all my family's here for the most part. So not, even not being able to. I mean, I would love to go there. My wife wouldn't want to go there. So if there was a place that I would want to move, I would absolutely move back or move to Portugal. Um, but my wife wouldn't wouldn't be on board with that. So it'd, it'd be me on my own. <laughs> And Santi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be yeah, a tough you'd, one. <laughs> you'd be on the run, wouldn't you? You'd be on the run. Yeah. <laughs> so Santi is your... How old is Santi now, too? He is uh, 14 months. Okay, 14 months. Uh, he's... Ah, uh, oh, that's a good... That, with his shirt number on the back, being... T- on yeah, fourteen. <laughs> See, I've timed this to perfection. I know. He's about <laughs> so, as old as the podcast. It was more. Uh, he was just about a couple months old when we first started doing this. And he used to make uh, a guest appearances, didn't he? I know. Yeah, and he was making. That was at the time when he just laid on the on this pillow that we had, and he didn't move. And now he just doesn't sit still. Yeah, it'd be impossible to do it now. With him. <laughs> so, so what would you work at over there? I work for a company, it's funny, I work for a, a, a wellness company called Virgin Pulse, which is actually part of Virgin Group, so Richard Branson, so there's some ties back to the UK. Um, so we're a wellness well-being company. I'm an, a senior information security analyst here, so I work on protecting uh, our client and our member data, um, making sure that it's in a safe place, it's restricted from people being able to uh, get into our network and hack it. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had so, to do that. So it's a 
It's a pretty hectic job, for sure, as you can obviously tell. Yeah, I know. Well, that's how it's, it, you've gone up in the world uh, since we first started doing this, and it, that's why it's hard for you to get on, especially with the time as well. Yeah, it's been tough, but uh, hopefully as, as we kind of move forward, and um, it's good that we have a bigger group now to jump on the podcast to kind of be able to jump in and pick and choose people as, as needed due to people having, you know, other uh, things that they need to worry about outside of, you know, just a, a general podcast between the team. But, um, you know, as we continue to grow, I think it's been it's been beneficial to have people to lean on and people who have the interest to, to be able to just spend an hour to sit down and chat about the club that we all love and uh, i'm ever present what'd you say i didn't hear you i'm ever present i said <laughs> yeah you don't have any days off uh no i don't i don't, I don't. I'll, need, <laughs> I'll, I'll need i'll need to sort that out <laughs> no vacations either <laughs> no uh, no i don't i've never been to mexico <laughs> um you would stand out there <laughs> i would well i'm irish so yeah i would stand out yeah. quite a lot so you, you said you set up a love at arsenal why have you ended up with arsenal um, so, I mean, I'm Portuguese, my whole family's Portuguese, so soccer, football is, is kind of in our culture, and our blood. Uh, growing up, I always played, I always watched. Um, here in the United States, it was tough growing, when I was growing up, because there wasn't really many broadcasts. It was mainly the Serie A. Um, there was obviously a big Italian population here in the New England area. Um, so there wasn't really much broadcasting of the Premier League um, or really anything else apart from, again, the, the Serie A and maybe uh, one or two Premier League games here and there, but it was at odd hours of the night. Um, in the late 90s, uh, Fox Soccer Channel, um, they've changed their name a couple times, but they were one of the first ones that started to really pick up um, the Premier League um, regularly. Um, and that's when I really started to kind of watch, uh, I, I gained an interest, uh, and again, based on the fact that I was already obsessed with the sport itself, um, Arsenal at the time was, you know, doing well. Um, I started watching them and, and just gained a, a significant interest for, you know, Henri and What Burkamp year around, and would you say? I would say about 99. And okay. it's funny because around that time, um, I was I'm always I was always a big video game player, so I always played FIFA. And if I'm not mistaken, the '99 cover was Henri in the O2 jersey. So oh, I'm not a I'm not a gamer, but that 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 would attract <laughs> you anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I mean, that's where kind of uh, you know watching them play at Highbury and uh, just the free flowing football, the pace that they had behind them. Henri was just uh, I mean, he just catches everyone's eye right so that's really where the interest came from i just started watching them regularly and and from there that's that was the, the club that i chose and i wouldn't make I, if i could go back i wouldn't have the only decision that i would have changed would have been being able to have been watching them sooner than i did okay uh, i take it from that the next question is quite an obvious one who's your favorite player um, from an Arsenal perspective, Henri, um, I have this obsession with him. Like I told you, I, every every Arsenal kit that I purchase, I get Henri number fourteen on the back, um, simply because, as as has been discussion on Arsenal fans forum, getting a a kit with a number and a name on it, and then the player leaves gets a bit awkward. Um, I ran into that situation once. I I had the white Arsenal kit, long sleeves, the one that we won that we were wearing when we won at the San Siro against AC Milan. Um, Cesc Fabregas. And Cesc Fabregas was on the back of my kit. 
<laughs> um, needless to say, I've donated that jersey uh, quite a few years ago because I was too upset about it and I wouldn't put it back on. So um, from there on out, I've strictly stuck to Thierry Henry number 14 on every kit. That way I know that I don't have to worry about a player leaving and me not being able to wear the jersey anymore. And he's a true club legend. So, you know, that's... Absolutely. You know, that's the problem if you put a, like Sanchez or if you put Van Persie or whatever on your shirt and they fuck off to Man United. Yeah, then you yeah. have to get creative and figure out how you're going to change the name on the back. <laughs> I, I, I liked one guy had Adebayor on the back of his shirt and he changed it to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's clever shit. Nice. Clever shit. I've seen a couple with like Iwobi and Alexis and since they were the same number at 1.17 and they were they switched it over but yeah i've seen some creative ones but i i don't want to have to worry about that yeah i think the what i saw was in the tollington so somebody had uh alexis on the back of their shirt and they took the s i think off the end uh, the is off the end yeah and alex I, will be i think it was. I, but they, they hand wrote in yeah it won't, yeah <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. So, tell us about life being being a being an Arsenal fan, the other side of the pond. I, I know you're involved a lot in football as well, aren't you out there? Yeah. So, like I said, I've been playing since I was about five. Um, I played at the. I mean, I played at the amateur level level my whole uh, my whole life. I played town soccer. I played travel soccer. Growing up, club soccer became more of a thing. It wasn't as big as it is today. Um, played in high school. I didn't go to college um, just because school wasn't really my thing. I got through high school and I figured, okay, I'm not going to push the limits here. Um, That's a good idea. That was my topic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, I turned things turned out well for me in my career. But um, so after high school, I, you know, I went straight into the workforce and, and I've been coaching as well. So I still play actively in a men's league. Um, and then I, I was coaching as well for a club out here called Boston Bolts. Um, and I did that for about... Which are a rival club to my brother's son's team. Isn't that right? Or are they in the same... So they're your brother's... Or your nephew plays for GPS, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, GPS is probably the biggest club team in the area by a long shot. They're... Um, um, they're affiliated with Bayern Munich. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Boston Bolts is a uh, partnership with um, AS Roma. And I guess that makes sense because they have the American ties with the Ameri with the uh, AS Roma leadership team there. Um, so I've been coaching for about four or five years. Uh, so I mean, I've been, I'm involved in the game from a playing perspective, from a coaching perspective, um, and really that's my only hobby. If I'm if I'm going to be honest, that's really the only thing that kind of drives me outside of my work and just my personal life. But that's really the only thing that I like to watch. The only thing that I like to do. Really, um, I don't have as much time to watch it as I'd like anymore, just because having a chase Santi around the house, I'm finding myself DVRing the match and then pausing it, running across the house, coming back, playing, pausing it. So, so it's been tough, but, uh, at yeah, least, I mean, at, at least when you have had kids, you have DVR, uh, video recorders, and <laughs> <laughs> me, we had yeah. city reels. <laughs> yeah, I know you're from the the old times, <laughs> Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's not. I mean, in today's day and age, it's 
it's not as bad, right? We have a big following out here in Boston with the Boston Gooners. I've not been able to, I've met a couple of people from there. Bryce Larson's one of the guys that's kind of in charge. I've, I've had conversations with him, um, friends with him on Facebook and I followed him on Twitter and stuff like that. So we have general conversation, but I've not been able to really get together and watch a match with them. But, uh, with technology nowadays and <clears throat> really the, the American broadcasting contracts, it's really easy to to be able to follow the club i mean you got NBC it's probably, Sports. it's probably easier for you to watch an arsenal game than it is for me except for the time differences yeah for sure because you guys have some afternoon matches that aren't broadcast when i was over there in january and i was back at the hotel and there was a couple of matches that i was like all right i'm gonna go and grab some breakfast i'm gonna come back to the hotel and watch a match and then go out for the day and you could not find the match on TV. I was completely baffled. Like this, this is happening here. It's a big fixture and it's not on TV. Like I couldn't comprehend that, but it seems like it's a common theme over there. Uh, not every game is televised. Well, yeah. every game is televised and transmitted around the world, but the uh, games that are transmitted here, we get a 12.30, uh, um, a 12.30 and a 5.30 on a, on a Saturday. And we get yep. a one thirty and a four o'clock, sometimes a, 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 a 2.15 and a 4.30 on a Sunday and then you get uh, a Monday night game occasionally and a Friday night game occasionally but the 3 o'clocks I've, I've, I've talked about this to uh, Troy uh, from Melbourne the 3 o'clocks aren't shown because they don't want uh, they don't want crowds to drop which is bollocks at the yeah. um, at the stadiums so that actually brings me on nicely to the next question I, I, the next question was have you been to London if so have you been to the Emirates have you been able to see Arsenal play talk about that yeah, so in, in January I went over, um, and we fortunately got to meet after about two or three months of us kind of uh, linking up and, and working through the podcast. Uh, the podcast. Um, so January was a bit chilly. Um, it felt like it looked like it was going to rain all the time. I think we saw the sun for about 30 seconds um, while no, I was that there. That would have been a plane or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been somebody turned the light on or something. Yeah. Um, so uh, we ended up the fixture that we ended up going to watch was uh, Chelsea Arsenal at Stamford Bridge for the League Cup. So it was the first leg of the um, semi-final. Yeah, was, yeah, first leg of the semi-final. Yep. Um, and I went over with a buddy of mine, Bill, who's a plastic Chelsea fan, um, <laughs> and we sat. In the Chelsea end, or we sat what, about... What, what were you going to wear? I was going, so I met Fergus at the pub next to the hotel, and I walked in with a nice fluorescent Arsenal pullover, um, and I walked in, and him and his brother looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, why are you looking at me like that? And he said, you you can't go into the Stanford Bridge with that on. And I was like, what are you talking about? Now, coming from the, U- from the United States... You thought States, I was overreacting as well. I did, because, I mean, coming from the United States, you think about some of the big rivalries that we have here, right, from a baseball perspective even. So Red Sox-Yankees, probably the one of the biggest, if not the biggest rivalry in sports in the United States. Um, we have a few other ones out there. But people, there's no really a way end right or even from a football match perspective there's the you know the fans who are singing and making loud noises are sitting at one end normally behind the goal um but throughout the rest of the stadium everyone's just commingled like there's no separation (laughs) there's no fear of you know chaos breaking out and obviously there's going to be people that are drunk and start trouble but for the most part everyone's kind of mixed and mashed together so when you told me that i couldn't wear it i 
I really thought you were just busting balls. Um, and then Rory came along, and he wasn't going, <laughs> and he went, yeah. "No, he's serious." <laughs> I've, I've got lots of brothers, by the way, so that's not the same one in America that was here with me. Yeah. Um, so when, and then I ended up having to walk back to the hotel, put a pullover on, but I had an Arsenal training top underneath my pullover, um, so I still felt a little bit of a connection. It's funny because then we were at the match and. I was telling Bill, I'm like, if Arsenal scores, like, am I am I not supposed to celebrate? And there was people behind me, like older guys, they were just having a go. They were just making gestures, like "fuck off, you wankers," and looking at the Arsenal away end, and it was just chaotic. And I thought, like, if I stand up and celebrate if Arsenal score, like, I'm gonna get fucking killed. You were. <laughs> <laughs> so there was two guys that were sitting next to us, younger guys, and they whispered to me, like, "Are you an Arsenal fan?" I was like. Um, is this like, I'm thinking to myself, is this a trick question? Like, am I going to get beat up now if I say yes? So I noticed that they had an Arsenal logo on their phone. So I was like, yeah. And they were just having a meal of it, right? They were celebrating, you know, shots on goal, a corner kick, a save. And in my head, I'm like, I do not want to associate myself to these guys. Cause if I do, I'm part of it and I'm going to get my ass beat if Arsenal it's scores. It's coming so out I, of the stadium afterwards. Yeah. So I was trying to play it cool. I mean, the, the game, the match ended in a, a nil all draw. So there wasn't any goals to celebrate, um, fortunately and maybe unfortunately. But uh, it was a great experience. And, and while I was out there, I got to do the tour of the Emirates. And um, we walked around uh, Highbury. We didn't go onto the pitch like you and uh, Johnny Rebels. did. <laughs> yeah. Bill <laughs> wanted me, me to. It was me, it was me and, uh, and Mike. Scott. Uh, Mike, sorry. Yeah. Um, Bill wanted to. The, somebody had come through that gate, and it's an automated gate. Um, and he was like, oh, let's just run in. And in my head, I'm like, I don't – what if we get stuck in there? Like it was about 9 p.m., dark. I was like, we're Americans. Like who the fuck – who the hell is going to let us out if we get stuck in there? And, and the gates aren't one of those that you can really climb. No, you can't um, climb them and they no. don't have a push button. You need, <laughs> yes. a ta- you need a fob to get out. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. So he kept peer pressuring me. We didn't end up doing it. But when you went in and you mentioned the fact that you needed a key fob to get out as well, I was like, thank God I didn't because we would have been stuck in there like idiots at 9 p.m. at night and we would have had to like figure out a way to get out. So, But the the experience in itself was, was great. We took the the tube and uh we had a chat with the guy that was funny wasn't it <laughs> oh my god when we actually got when we went to the arsenal stadium or the emirates stadium the uh the guy that was working at the tube was he i asked him you know which way is the emirates and he kind of gave us uh, direction it's not too far from there anyways but um he was like why are you going there and i was like oh here we go another probably spuds fan <laughs> um I guess fortunately he was wasn't a Spuds fan. He was a Chelsea supporter, but um, I guess I'll take that over a Spuds fan any day. So um, I mean, all in all, the experience is great. I definitely want to get out there. Uh, hopefully, early next year uh, as part of a work trip. Uh, I'm looking at maybe my weekend or my birthday weekend in late January. Maybe try to catch the Arsenal Chelsea match at the Emirates. Um, I feel like the the experience at the Emirates will be a, a lot better than Stamford Bridge. That stadium is absolute shit. Just give me um, some notice and we'll try and sort something out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So you started off uh, blogging before you'd done um, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. You had your own uh, your own uh, website, didn't you? Tell us a little bit about that and then on to gunsandyellowribbons.com. Yeah, so it's been um, – I mean, I started years ago. I mean, I want to say maybe – Eight, nine, ten years ago, uh, my first blog was uh, myloveforthegame.com, um, kind of uh, an idea that kind of popped up with myself and a cousin of mine. Um, my obsession with, with the sport, you know, I felt like 
you know, it was a good idea maybe to just share my opinions. And I mean, my opinions maybe suck to some people. For me, they I think they're good. <laughs> um, it's everyone's got kind of a an opinion, right, and a thought of what they like and what they don't like. And it was kind of I used to follow this guy Brooks Peck, who I believe it was Dirty Tackle blog, um, which ended up being associated to Yahoo, and, and he made it big. Um, but that was kind of one of the the motivating factors for me. You know, I I read up on him, and I was a follower of his his page, and you know, it was a, it was a good experience. So I jumped into my love for the game dot com. Um, that kind of covered the sport as a whole, um, kind of what was hot, what was not. Um, then I moved into uh, GoonerAcrossThePond.com. Uh, that you know was pretty successful. Um, did that for about two years, and then I kind of took a break. And then maybe about four years ago or three years ago, I you know the interest kind of came back to me, and uh, that's when I started VangersCodeZip.com. It's funny, I did it maybe I think it was like January second of you know maybe two years ago or three years ago, and I was like you know I I really want to do this and. I needed to find something that was maybe affiliated to Arsenal, but wasn't specifically Arsenal, which is why I came up with the VangersCodeZip.com idea. I felt like even if Wenger left, the Wenger CodeZip issue was always going to live on forever. Um, so that's kind of why I took the name. And as we've kind of progressed through that, and, and you and I had a chat, and I want to say it was maybe September, October of last year, um, you know, we we thought about the idea of maybe doing a podcast and, and it was, that, it was, it was uh, um, last week, a year ago, literally because yeah. I, the domain name renewed and I've oh, yeah, done yeah. it. We've done it yep. all in a matter of, I think, was it probably about three days of conversation and, <laughs> yeah. and we're up. <laughs> it happened pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it all started with a basic Facebook message and um, we kind of took off from there and it's been a, it's been a hell of an experience and, I think with kind of the traction and, and focus, it made sense to be able to just bring them together. So um, moving away from VangersCodeZip.com, obviously, and now we're we're focusing mainly on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, the podcast, and the blog. So um, we have a, a significant amount of panelists for the podcast. We have some guys that do a little bit of podcasts, a little bit of blogging. Um, I'm going to primarily focus on just kind of working on the website and, and blogging as well. And, uh, you know, the occasional podcast, if I can jump on time permitting. Um, but it's been a, it's been a hell of a road and, and it's been, it's been great. I mean, having, having initiated it from a Facebook message with you and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a fantastic experience. No, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. It's what, why, what, a, what a hell of a learning curve. That's all yeah. I can say. I've, le- <laughs> I've learned so much. It's unbelievable. But, um, you know, Wenger's code zip is not completely dead. We've, uh, refreshed our own logo and we've incorporated the logo from Wenger's code zip into yep. the Guns and Yellow Ribbons one. So it is a, an amalgamation of the two. Uh, yep. And it does, with your knowledge and so on of, of blogging and so on, it makes so much more sense for you to concentrate predominantly on that end and as you say jump in and out with time differences and and life getting in the way um because when we normally record is like in the middle of your work day so correct yeah, yeah so it got tough but now that we're able to or now that i'm able to focus just on one and i'd have to kind of uh balance both the podcast uh piece of it and then the blog separate with fingers code so now that it's all in one place i think it'll it'll help from a focus perspective and it'll help really drive um um, the interest in being able to just focus on in one place and hopefully we can kind of grow this to uh to a good size in terms of you know i'm not really looking to uh you know 
exploded overnight, right? I, I, re I think our interest is really just focus on, you know, the Arsenal supporters, the Arsenal fans, and that's kind of why our strapline is for Arsenal fans by Arsenal fans. So, um, just it's making a sure it's that, a hobby. Yeah, yeah, and and just sharing our opinions, having a chat, um, you know, have a couple of laughs, make fun of some mispronounced names, and um, Who? you know, we'll what? we'll see where. No, I wasn't referring to you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, just uh, <clears throat> you know, just having a having a good time and and making a making a I guess a hobby of it as we already have, and we'll see where it takes us, really. Yeah, you never know. We could be standing out with cameras outside the Emirates next. <laughs> but I'd have to be sober then, wouldn't I? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't but happen got... often. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> it, it it's daytime here, so there is no beer. There's no there's no nothing here. It's, uh, um, right, I've got I I've done this with um with uh, Troy. Um, I went through the different panelists. Give me one one line. Uh, on each one of these, I know this is what we, this is what we planned beforehand, but I'm just putting you on the spot. Sorry. All right, <laughs> Johnny from the food bank. Johnny from the food bank. Um, there's a lot of thoughts that come through my head, but the first one that comes to my head is his accent stands out so much more to me than anyone else. Okay, what Cockney? Yeah, just the way he speaks is. I mean, I've come across a lot of people from the UK and Irish and Scottish and. It's just the way he speaks, his accent just jumps out at me straight away. So that's that's the one thing that came to mind when, when you mentioned his name. Big Steve? Big Steve. Um I like him. He's got a he's got a um I wanna say a humble personality, but his voice almost I know that Troy had mentioned the same thing, but honestly his voice could almost like put you to sleep. He's got a very soothing voice. In a voice. nice way. In a nice yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But it's a, uh, it's quite interesting actually to listen to, like the differences in ours and and the rest of the crew, and then his. It's just very smooth and crisp the way it comes across. And and I know that he's a musician, like you had mentioned, but um, it's quite interesting to see the difference. Um, next one, Scunny. Scunny, he stole my name. Now he's just Mike. He right? has. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he said he said in the live one he wants to stick with Scunny because he never know Boston might turn up every now and yeah. then. Yeah, um, Scunny, he's um, he's not afraid to to share his opinion, but he's very, uh, I guess at, more often than not, I would feel like he's more politically correct about it than maybe one of the next names that's going to come up. <laughs> go on talk about him then Manny your friend oh man Manny no I mean we get along well it's it's the funny thing is we we agree to disagree on a lot of things but there's um, I there's think a Manny mutual, does that with everybody yeah but there's definitely a mutual respect there there's not it's not one of those things where you know we just have a go at each other and, and hate each other it's not by any means but uh, no I mean he's a he's a I'm not even sure how to put this. Like he's a quiet person with like uh, a a tough skin, I guess I would put it right. Like see, from his voice perspective, he just seems really. He's like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, but then you know <laughs> he's got the fire in him like the Hulk. Um, it's a it's a quite interesting mix, but. I mean, he's he's a straight shooter. He's he's going to share his opinion regardless of who's 
regardless of what you think of it or how you think of him. And I mean, I respect that, you know, someone that is capable and willing to share their opinion, regardless of, um, I think what I'd anyone, rather that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, regardless of what anyone thinks, I mean, there's some, uh, I guess borderlines that maybe at times may be crossed, but I mean, that's who you are, right? Everyone's unique and everyone has a different personality and I respect him for that. And, and again, it's, we agreed that we agree to disagree on a lot of things. Um, Shaka specifically, but, um, it's, I mean, he's, he's a great guy and, and he's very knowledgeable and he has great opinions and great perspectives and great views that maybe some of us don't have. So, um, no, he's, he's a great addition to the team. And I bet you wanted to get on after that Liverpool game and talk to him about Chaka. Oh my God, I did, but uh, I didn't have time to. <laughs> but no, we had messages back. We had message back and forth on the Facebook message. Uh, all right, one line on me. Go on, and then we'll we'll let you get back to work. Um, you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been. It all started with I followed Arsenal fans forum and. Um, I saw what your interest was and what you were trying to do, and it started with a simple Facebook message. And I mean, we've apart from the podcast and what we've done up until now, I think whatever wherever the road takes us, um, I think we have a friendship here for for life. Um, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, you know, outside of this, you've been a friend to me. You've been someone that's been I've been able to lean on for advice, for suggestions, for just general life discussions, and I I really uh, appreciate that. And it's I I can't say enough good things about you. And I mean, Thank with you. that said, I have to have one negative thing. So I'm just going to say that I really enjoy um, every time you mess up someone's name or mispronounce someone's name. It's just, it's the best part about it and gives me Which good Which is on a very, very regular basis. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we done one earlier uh, this morning, very early with, with Troy and he's a Troy Reed, and I introduced him straight away as Troy Scott. <laughs> it, was, it was like five, 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 I think less than a minute in. And like I you said, really you're, at up. least you're consistent about it, though. I, I am. I there am indeed. Go. Mike, listen, it has been wonderful. Um, been we'll great. post this on gunsandyellowribbons.com, or you will, because yep. that seems to be your uh, forte. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up and join the two together, and we'll stick them up on, uh, on SoundCloud later on tomorrow. Sounds good. Have a good day at work, mate. Up the Arsenal. Thanks, you too. Up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.